You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. As we go through the first chapter of Beitzah, of the Mishnah of Yom Tov, we're going through a series of um, discussions or disagreements, actually, between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. We began, you remember, with a situation where, in fact, Beit Shammai are lenient and Beit Hillel are strict. So the other way round from their normal fashion. And that doesn't continue. We The rest of the examples that we're seeing are much more classic examples where Beit Hillel are lenient and Beit Shammai are strict. But we're going to carry on going through this. And remember we said at the beginning of the Masechet that there, there aren't very many biblical verses or principles that pull this Masechet together. It's almost like a, a reprise, a, a reminder of the Masechet of Shabbat. We'll see that we're coming across many, many issues which we learned in Masechet Shabbat. And we're, we were applying them or reapplying them to Yom Tov. But one of the things, one of the themes running through is the theme of food. Because the difference between um, Shabbat and Yom Tov is preparation of food. So one of the themes is food. But the Masechet is also held together by, uh, let's say, chain, verbal chains of tradition. So chains of teaching and repetition, which clearly have been put together because they make it easy to be memorized. And you'll see that all these Mishnayot look the same. Beit Shammai say this, Beit Halel say that. And quite often then there's a third opinion who disagrees with with both of them right at the end. So they all have the same form. Beit Shammai says one way, Beit Hillel says the other way, and maybe we'll have a third opinion at the end. This is the literary form of the first, nearly the first half of the Masechet, and we'll see halfway through the second chapter that Rabbi Gamliel actually polishes off this part of the Masechet by articulating certain areas in which he rules according to Beit Shammai. So Rabbi Gamliel will go like Beit Shammai, as he does in other places too. But until we get to that point where Rabbi Gamliel closes off this little chain of teaching, we're going to carry on with the same pattern. Beit Shammai, Beit Hillel, third party. And so we jump in to the seventh Mishnah in the first chapter. Beit Shammai Omrim, Tavlin Nidokin, Bermadoch Shalates. Beit Shammai say, you crush spices with a wooden pestle. And salt in a pot. A pach is a, some kind of a pot. Or with a wooden soup ladle. What is going on here? Well, we're back to the question that we articulated in the previous Mishnah. Okay, we can prepare food on Yom Tov, but can we prepare everything? And remember, Maimonides said, the Rambam said, that we can't prepare something which, by rights, could have been or should have been done the day before. So the question Beit Shammai is getting at is, look, do we need to grind fresh spices on Yom Tov? Or could we eat spices which have been ground the day before, perhaps might not be so fresh, but might taste okay? So Beit Shammai's opening proposition is, 
okay, we can... Uh, he's not sure whether... Or they're not sure whether we can really grind spicy on, on Yomto. So they're going to make a, dis, a change of practice, a shinui. It's called in the halachic terminology. So, nidochin b'madoch shel eitz. We're going to grind them up with a wooden pestle. Well, usually we'd use a stone pestle, right, for grinding spices. We all know about a stone pestle. Why would you use a wooden pestle? Well, you're not... Maybe you're not really sure whether you're really grinding or not. Maybe you're just crushing them in front of a bit of wood. So maybe if we're not sure whether we can grind spices on Yom Tov, we'll use a wooden pestle rather than a, a stone one. And what about salt? Well, salt, we're not... Beit Shammai says, look, for salt, we're not even gr grinding them in a mortar. We're going to grind them in a cup. And then, and we need to step back and, and think now what's going on here. Of course, spices, we could have an argument as to whether they're better off, you know, whether the food is tastier if they're ground on the day or, 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 or maybe we can, maybe it's satisfactory if we can grind them the day before. But salt does not deteriorate. Salt's not an organic compound. We can grind salt as, as many days as we like before Yom Tov. And that's why Shammai are going to say, "Okay, guys, if you're going to, if you really haven't remembered to grind your salt before Yom Tov, please don't grind it in a proper mortar and pestle. Just grind it in a cup, or over eight saparur. With a, a eight saparur is a is a is a big soup ladle, so it feels a bit as though we're using the back of the ladle, the back of the label in a cup or maybe in a mortar to just crush the salt a little bit and break it down." And Beit Hillel are going to be lenient. Well, Beit Hillel are, as ever, are will like to make life easy for the Jewish people. And they, they're just very clear. Look, if you want to have good food on Yom Tov, you have to crush fresh spices. I mean, a really interesting, um, a very, really interesting takeaway, I think, for those of us today who are particular about crushing their own spices fresh rather than buying them from the supermarket. So Beit Hillel say, no, 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 spices have to be fresh for Yom Tov. So we crush them in the usual way. Uveit Hillel Omrem, Tavlin Nidokin, Kudar Khan. Just in the usual kind of way. But Madoch Shel Even, with a stone pestle. You can crush spices in a stone pestle on Yom Tov. What about salt? Vehamelach Madoch Shel Eight. So they are the salt with a wooden pestle. So... Beit Shammai are going to get out the wooden pestle. They are going to get out by Beit Shammai's wooden pestle, but they're going to get it out for salt. Because Beit, Beit, Shammai, Beit Hillel agree that, you know, you could grind your salt before Yom Tov. There's no taste difference. So if you get to a point, you know, you've forgotten, you haven't had time, you need to grind your salt, please do it in something slightly different. What about sorting out the good from the bad? And the principle generally is, look, we can take the good from the bad, but not, not the bad from the good. And the Mishnah goes on to say the same style, first Beit Shammai, then Beit Hilal. Someone who chooses pulses on Yom Tov. This is sorting out pulses. Why do we need to sort pulses? Well, I guess before they had supermarkets, and we know this, by the way, from medieval discussions about chametz mixed up in pulses. You'd get pulses from the market and they would be mixed up in all kinds of kind of junk and gunk 
you know, it could be straw, it could be little stones, it could be anything that is not edible. And that is mixed up with your pulses. So if you are going to eat pulses, you need to do something about them. So, someone who's choosing out pulses, or sorting out pulses on Yom Tov, but Yom Tov. Beit Shammai Omrim, Borer, yep. What are pulses? Pulses are, I'm, I'm sorry, Jeff. What are pulses? Hmm. Uh, maybe the best way is for me to give an example rather than a definition. Pulses are things like beans, uh, be like broad beans or butter beans or chickpeas or legumes. legumes. That's right. They're le pulses are legumes, like kidney oil. Yeah, kidney. So that you can see the word kidney in this Mishnah is the same as the word kitniot in modern halachic terminology. We're talking about legumes, exactly. Legumes or beans. Uh, we call them pulses in, I'm sorry, in England we call them pulses. So we're going to buy our broad beans in a sack from the market. But they'll all have, they'll have all kinds of junk mixed up in them. So Ber Shammai say, Borer ochel, bocher ochel ve ochel. It's quite poetic. He takes what is edible and he eats. So he's not... It's as though we're saying, look, you can choose what you like to eat immediately, but you can't do any kind of systematic choosing. So if you are trying to build up enough to cook for a bean stew, hmm, I'm not sure how you do that. Well, maybe you'd rely on Beitilel. Beit I'll say, look, you can sort as usual. You can do it in your lap. So that means you're going to have a, a pile of pulses and a pile of, uh, uh, and a pot to put the, the, the good pulses in. Uh, you're going to do it in your lap. You can do it in a, 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 um, a basket. A can, a can, a, 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 sorry, bukanon. A canon is a basket. That's a big, a big, uh, is a massive pot. Have a love a tavla ve love and a father love a lovikvara, but not with a board or a sifter or a sieve. So Beit Hillel is making some kind of distinction between the instruments he's using on Yom Tov and the really, you know, the sieve. If you're using a sifter or a sieve, that's a real kind of professional type choosing instrument. We're not going to use that on Yom Tov. Although Rabban Gamliel will disagree. Rabban Gamliel Omer Af Mediach Vesholeh. Rabban Gamliel says, look, you can pour water onto the whole mess of beans and then just skim off the top. Mediach Vesholeh. He skims off the top. In other words, he he, we pour water into our dish of, of um, legumes or pulses. All the rubbish is going to rise to the top, we hope. So these will be little bits of straw. I guess they'll not be stones. And then he just sweeps it off with his hands. So it's like it's like sweeping off. It's like taking your shoes off. This word sholet is the same one that we have in the story about Moshe and the burning bush. God says, Shal na'alecha me'al raglecha. Shall your sandals, take your sandals off your feet. That's the word that Rabban Gamliel is using for skimming off this mess from the top from the, the top of the water where we've rinsed out our, our, our pulses, our legumes. And the halakha actually does not go according to Rabban Gamliel. And Rabban Gamliel is quite often very easy on, uh, he's quite often very easy on himself. And we'll, we'll see that a bit later. What about 
sending out presents. Could we send presents out on Yom Tov? Again, we're going to. I guess we're getting into carrying on Yom Tov. Obviously, we can carry what we need, and we learned that. We learned that in the previous Mishnayot. We're going to send out. We're going. What if we get? What if we send out food to one of our friends or one of our neighbors? Beit Shammai Omrim Ein Meshalchen Biyom Tov Elamanot. Beit Shammai say you only send portions. I'm sorry, there's a typo on this slide. It's portions, not potions. We only send out portions of food on Yom Tov. In other words, we send out something that can be immediately eaten. So we send out something which we know can be eaten. Uveit Hillel Omrim Meshalchen Behema Chayava Off Beit Hillel say you can send a live. A, a, a live cow or a animal or a bird but um either alive or slaughtered you can actually send a whole animal out to your friends you can send out wines and oils and flowers um and by the way pulses and legumes of a lot of one, not grain. So Beit Hillel, and, and you know, Beit Hillel sounds a bit more like actually the way we observe Yom Tov today. You send out a vast quantity of things that are good to send to your friends, and you don't worry too much about whether maybe you're sending out a quantity which is larger than what they might immediately consume on Yom Tov. Where does Beit Hillel draw the line? He draws a line with grain. Of a lot of because Beit Hillel is saying, look, we can't actually use the grain unless we grind it, unless we grind it into flour. And grinding into flour is certainly something which we could have done before Yom Tov. Absolutely, we could have made flour before Yom Tov. So we're not going to send out grain to a, we're not going to send out grain to a neighbor on Yom Tov. Although, and all the, you'll notice these Mishnayot, and we'll see this again tomorrow, these Mishnayot finish with a third opinion. Rabbi Shimon matir bitvua. Rabbi Shimon permits grain. Grain. So he permits sending out whole grain. Maybe he has an idea that you can make a dish a bit like porridge. Um, in American, you would call this oats. You know, you can cook grains as oats. You know, you can boil them and you can eat them for breakfast. Uh, like Quaker oats, although Quaker oats are rolled. So Rabbi Shimon says, look, even grain can be eaten without being ground into flour. And so on that kind of basis, we can send it out on Yom Tov to our friends and our relatives and our family. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.